0: I do want to dive right into our first story, Uh, and it concerns uh, a prominent university right here in this province. Uh, An important story from The Globe and Mail this week. The headline, Canadian universities conducting joint research with Chinese military scientists. Researchers at 50 Canadian universities, including the University of Alberta, have conducted and published joint scientific papers from 2005 to 2022 with scientists connected to China's military. That, according to research provided to the Globe and Mail by the U.S. strategic intelligence company Strider Technologies. Strider found that in the past five years, academics at 10 of Canada's leading universities published more than 240 joint papers with Chinese military scientists at the National University of Defense Technologies, the NUDT. The NUDT was blacklisted by the United States in 2015. Under former U.S. President Barack Obama's administration, because Washington believes, quote, it is involved or poses a significant risk of being or becoming involved in activities that are contrary to the national security or foreign policy interest of the United States. So why are Canadian universities partnering with this institution, with these researchers? Why is the federal government allowing this? Well, joining us to talk more about it is uh, someone who's been watching all of this uh, very closely, Margaret McQuaig-Johnston, former executive vice president with the uh, NCERC and current senior fellow at the Institute for Science, Society and Policy of the University of Ottawa. Margaret, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Uh,
1: thanks to be back. Nice to be back, Rob.
0: Well, we've talked about these issues before, but I mean, these are some pretty shocking revelations uh, contained in this report. What was your initial reaction?
1: In fact, this isn't. I've have been watching this issue for years now. I started seeing it in 2015, and started briefing the government that this was happening. and uh, And there was really strong research from uh, an Australian think tank documenting this in detail, saying that uh, Canadian universities are among the top worldwide uh collaborating with china's military and uh, so i've been raising red flags so to speak uh for seven years on this now um and and it's it's really disturbing to see that it's it's continuing to go on and the 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 item that you uh identified the uh national the university of defense technologies is just one of 60 military te- technology universities that Canadian universities are collaborating with. So that's just the tip of the iceberg, and it's really concerning. Okay.
0: Now, as I mentioned, you, you previously had worked with the Natural Sciences and Engineering Research Council, which is the federal funding agency. There, there were some tougher guidelines brought in a couple of years ago uh, for the NSCRC uh, regarding the kind of grants they're handing out. But, I mean, are, are they a big part of the problem, or, or where does this stem from?
1: Well, um, there are a number of dimensions to this. First of all, um, there was a kind of checklist for researchers to use... to identify where they might be having risks in their research with China. It was very user-friendly. That was a good step. Uh, that was back in 2020. And then in 2021, uh, there was a national security lens put on uh, a large number of research projects. And I think it was 34 out of 42 were rejected under this national security lens. That's a very high Rate of rejection and it just shows that there's a lot of this going on. Some uh, several of, of the projects actually were withdrawn before they could get a, a turn down which again suggests that the researchers knew that these were at risk. And you kind of wonder why are researchers not putting their own ethical lens on these decisions to partner with the the Chinese military, and why aren't they partnering with our own defense labs instead? Uh, Part of the reason is that China offers a lot of money and uh this is very attractive. They offer uh salary dollars in a lot of cases in addition to their Canadian salaries. They offer uh spanking new labs in in China that the researcher can use and and access to uh students to help with their research so it's it's uh it's a big issue and this is just the tip of the iceberg
0: right yeah, and that, that's the concern so uh... Who did, what are the risks, first of all? What are, what are the risks that that are that come along with these kinds of relationships?
1: Well, um, the, one of the risks is the surveillance technology that's uh, being used uh, with the Uyghurs. And we're partnering, Canadian researchers are partnering with uh, companies like Huawei and SenseTime that work with Chinese military universities to develop these surveillance technologies and I've talked to the people at the University of Alberta the top administrators get it but the researchers themselves say oh you know this is this isn't uh, harmful at all and you know we've been partnering with our friends in China for many years well they don't know I think the the depth to which this military technology mandate has been put in all of the universities across China. This is a top priority for the the president. He chairs the uh, uh, commission on military and civilian uh, technology integration, and uh, so this is, this is one of his top priorities. Back in the olden days, which I would say is before 2015, um, we, we could have been uh, forgiven for uh, partnering with China on many levels because they hadn't put this military uh, dimension on top of a lot of their research. But now it's, we can see it very clearly, and, uh, and it is a big risk.
0: So whose responsibility is this? I mean, the universities seem to be saying that, you know, if if Ottawa's not going to tell us to stop, we're not going to stop, which is maybe a bit of a cop-out for them. But ultimately, maybe this should be the federal government's responsibility.
1: Well, the federal government has part of it. Uh, The the part that is covered by the research-granting agencies like NSERC and and the others. Uh, And they have now put a national security lens on that research but a lot of the research that's happening in Canadian universities has never put up for matching government funding through NSERC and so they would fall outside of this um, uh, security lens uh, and in fact some of it is being kept secret because the universities and the uh, partners in China know that it would be controversial in Canada, and so uh, it's very much under under the um, under the radar. Uh, you wouldn't see it on the uh, websites of Canadian universities, whereas there's millions of dollars of research being done on this in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's provincial because universities are under provincial jurisdiction. So they have, they're they implicated. And frankly, um, the university administration has a responsibility to give researchers the list of military universities and labs and say, stay away from these. But they don't want to do that because, um, you know, academic freedom. You know, researchers are allowed to partner with whoever they want.
0: I mean, this is the kind of thing that can be better regulated, the, the idea of putting guardrails in place or saying, you know, you can do this but not that or, you know, those sorts of limitations or is this, you know, is this beyond fixing? Is it the answer here just to, to shut this down?
1: Um, unfortunately, we can't shut it down. We can send home a lot of the military uh, technology researchers from China who are in Canada. The U.S. has started to do that and what we find is they come to Canada instead. And so that's a concern. we're We're uh, picking up extra military uh, scientists and engineers who have left the states, but don't want to go back to China. They want to continue to uh, find this technology abroad. So academic freedom uh, is uh, you know, very highly respected. Of course, in universities, and that means that administrators are not inclined to give direction. And instead, they point to governments, and the federal government only has part of the responsibility. Uh, The provinces haven't said boo about this yet.
0: It's interesting. It's a quote from a uh, CSIS spokesperson in the Globe Mail article says any research targeted by the PRC may contribute to China's military modernization. The National University of Defense Technologies name alone suggests there is or there exists the Chinese military component to its activities. So it sounds like CSIS uh, understands the the threat here uh, and, and certainly implies that there's maybe a frustration here at csis that that this is going on and there's not much they can do about it how do you think this all plays with you know people tasked with protecting canada's national security
1: well frankly it's very frustrating to them i, I deal with the, the the people at csis who are engaged in in trying to inform universities of this and uh, and they've done a lot of briefings over the last three to four years in particular, and they're trying to get the message down to the researchers. The researchers don't want to hear about it. They just want to get money to do their research. So, you know, one thing the federal government could do is uh, fund uh, researchers at a higher level than they're doing now. We should be doing that anyway, because we're losing our place in the world uh, standards of innovation. Uh, we have been since about 2004. And, uh, you know, it's, it leveled out and now it's going down. So we should be investing more in Canadian researchers. We should be investing in our own defence uh, R&D. Uh, we have really solid labs doing that. And our researchers should be partnering with Canadian government labs on defence if they want to impact defence uh, um, technology. They should not be partnering with the People's Liberation Army. They are not our friends.
0: Oh, indeed. Well, we'll see where this all goes from here. Margaret, appreciate your insight on all of this. Thanks for making some time for us here this morning.